This week's Racecourse Ramble is brought to you in association with Happy Dolphin. Happy Dolphin is a transformational breakthrough in the war on plastic and climate change. The globally patented miracle material can replace 80% of poisonous, polluting petroleum plastic. It is made from renewable plants and minerals and is a game changer. Zero CO2 emissions and no more plastic pollution. Happy Dolphin replaces single-use plastics with fully compostable renewables. From carrier bags to beer cups, food packaging and medical supplies. For more info, go to imnotplastic.info. There ain't no horses running around the Kairos anymore. But that's been a football club here since 1864. Trying to do the town or city proud. Laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground. So we've got a new voice with us today on the podcast. Um, introducing are you a tailor sam i've lost track now yeah tailor. you are a tailor so sam taylor yeah. so tell us a bit about you sam okay so a bit about me um local lad wrexham lad um i started following wrexham probably in my sort of you know really younger years sort of six and seven my dad massive wrexham fan taking me to the games and uh, i always remember my first memory being that it was so noisy it was uh i never coming back and be like oh my god it was so noisy and uh I just was, but I was actually addicted to it. I know back in the day, the old, is it the old League One? Used to have season tickets going where we had the Carl Edwards, Leeds Rundle, that okay. team. So that's, that's your where, team, is it really? That generation? Yeah, that's when I kind of started really, you know, when you really start remembering like yeah. who you've been yeah. and that, that, that was the team really. And we were going like every week because I used to play football in the morning. It was like a ritual. It was like you play football in the morning and then go watch Wrexham, whether it was home or away, go watch them on the weekend. Good so stuff. Were... So who's your, is, is, is Trundle the standout from your early days then? Because of the yeah. cause of, cause of the skills? Yeah, I think if I was going to say something, I'd probably say uh, Carlos Edwards just because, you know, they're both great players, but I think Carlos just because he had that bit of longevity. So and his consistency, career. yeah. Yeah, whereas I think uh, Bundle and obviously had that one fan, I never that one particularly fantastic year before he went to Swansea. Yeah, uh, obviously it was a bit gutting to lose him at the time. So I think Carlos was, you know, I would say was my my favourite Wrexham player. Well, I'll give it. A, I'll make you. I'll make make people uh, realise how old I am. So, like, yeah. I first started supporting Wrexham in the days of like Jim Steele and uh, some of those old names. Uh-huh. Um, but the team, my team, was the Flinney team. Really, that was the that was the team that I sort of grew up with, with the yeah. Marriotts and Hardys and Owens and Bennett, Watkin, Connolly. So, I've got a few yeah. years on you, clearly. Yeah, <laughs> a, a few yeah. more grey hairs and a few more years. That, that's uh, that's the one like my uncle, that my dad always talk about is that team, and yeah. you know his dad's friends, and you know having those kind of players. It was you know obviously, you know hopefully we're getting back to those sort of days really. Being able to stand on the cop and watch them, mate, that was a treat. I can I can assure you. Yeah, yeah. I've been on the cop a few times, but my dad always like tells me about when he was on the one with um with Wales as well, where Mark Hughes oh. scored. Okay, the uh, the scissor kick. Yeah, against Spain. He said, you know, he always remembers that. 
And for me, it was the uh, the Boston game, last game of the season to stay up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was quite some good memories. Uh, I mean, um, just to touch on something, I went to um, some mornings. I will go and stop at the turf putty van and get a, a sausage and egg bap if I've got time, just yeah. before work. And um, they're on. I think it was Monday, but it could have been Tuesday. I think it might have been Tuesday. Yeah. To be fair, there was an army of tr- articulated trucks outside the ground um, with yeah. big caterpillar diggers and a mobile sort of cabin. Um, and it would have, it would appear that, as expected, those are the people starting to do some uh, groundworks for the de- demolition of the cop. Because if you go, uh, I went on the what day is it today? Thursday. I think uh, I went on the Wednesday, the following yeah. day, and I could see the uh, the digger in action doing work at the at the back of the sort of the back of the uh, fan zone that the surf has got. So uh, it's underway, basically. You think um, the club's been given the heads up before it's been announced? You think maybe with the level up? Uh, do you mean with regards to the funding? Yeah, because isn't yeah. it? <clears throat> so it, now- that that was due today. Uh, that announcement was. Uh, I think I, I read Humphrey's uh, a piece in the uh, on the website today, and they were expecting that today. And as we sit here, there is no news, is there? Uh, I do no. keep che- I keep checking Twitter to have a look uh, and see if anything's um, sort of broken. Yeah. So I don't think they've had the heads up because the impression I get is they are waiting for the news. However, yeah. this is what I will say. I, I suspect they've got a plan B. So what that is, some extra funding from somewhere, another more investment, don't know. Yeah. But I suspect they've got a plan B. Um, and I don't know whether to be worried or not, but I know Wrexham.com not, not long ago put out mm-hmm. a tweet saying, um, we've had no news on the on the, on the the uh, levelling up fund, but Wrexham Council has now committed an extra million pound to work involved uh, to works, which do include the works at the race course. So yeah. I'm like, why would you put that news out today? Why would you not just leave that to be levelling up news? So yeah. uh, that does make, that was a bit weird, that one. It's all gone a bit quiet, isn't it? Because even like, I, I live not far from the ground and even like the train station and the development yeah. around that was sort of seen as all of it, wasn't it? it was yeah, the gateway be... project is called all that area. It seems to have gone a bit quiet, doesn't it, um, in terms of what's happening with that. So maybe, they're, like you said, they're waiting to see what happens with this levelling up funding. And then if that doesn't happen, it's then, like you said, they've got the plan B. Whether that's yeah. Rob and Ryan having to dip, you know, dip into their pockets, I'm not sure, or other investors, I'm not sure. I, yeah, I suspect it was interesting. There was a podcast that Rob McElhenney was actually on this week. Um, it was actually a Hollywood type um, podcast that sort of touches on people's businesses. And he did say yeah. that they've they've had lots of interest from outside investors, but so far they've resisted the temptation to sort of, you know, to dilute their interest. And I just wonder whether uh, that they would be more open to that with the right person if they don't get the funding um, yeah. from the from the levelling up fund. So... You know, we. I guess you know, it's just one of them. We're gonna to have to sit it out and see, aren't we? You know. Yeah, because with with like you know, I know Rob um, said when they took over the club that the idea was when they go up the leagues, when they get to maybe like if you know the aim is, you know, if they're getting to championship, then obviously they might look at other investments. So maybe to take on other investment now, they're probably in their minds is a little bit too soon. And like you said, trying to find the right person as well yeah. because. You, know, you might just have somebody that you know maybe close to them, and literally, obviously, they've got a lot of money that you think, you know what, I'll chuck in a couple of million, and you know, it's a little bit of a nice investment for them. They're not doing it as like a business wise to think, all right, well, I want to make five million or something back on it. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah, 
a potential company that they could then sponsor the cop or you know something like that yeah i think i mean i spoke to somebody who was uh humphrey carr went to the guersel reds meeting at um i think you'll be aware of that group and um, yeah. at that meeting i think he said that they were asking for around six million in funding i believe so oh, right. that seems to be the that seems to be the magic figure. So I'm sure we yeah. could sell six million quid's worth of naked Ryan Reynolds calendars or something like that. I'm... Yeah, surely it's got to be. <laughs> surely <around> the world <laughs> there'll be enough women and, and blokes, I guess, who want naked Ryan Reynolds. So um, you know they <laughs> yeah. they did that cookbook, didn't they, for uh, cheese on toast? Well, rare bit. Um, oh think, yeah. So the ne- next, what's coming next is the Ryan Reynolds calendar to pay for the cop. I'm sure that's what it's going to yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A few bottles and a few <laughs> well, yeah, he sells, does sell a lot of those. Some more special editions or something. I don't know. Um, I'm sure yeah. they'll, they'll have a, they'll have a solution. I'm sure. Um, so, should we should we talk a bit of football? Should we start there? Yeah, yeah, go to a bit of football. Yeah, Eastley. Then, um, did you manage to see any of it around work? Yeah, I did. I managed to use the stream. I, I was in work, but I managed to watch it on the stream. Um, how did that? How you did that? <laughs> yeah, well, I won't dive too much into that. No, in case that... <laughs> um, but yeah, I managed to watch the game. Um, yeah, we just looked. I think the best way to say it, just more attacking this game. Um, Luke Young really impressed me. I thought he was playing a bit higher up, and he was create before Tozer's goal. He was creating quite a few chances. I could see. Yeah. Uh, and he, he really like impressed me. And I think Parky even said that he's actually put him in the position that's all suited to him, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, you know, he's really impressed me. Tom O'Connor, I thought he did really well. Um, I'm hoping now that he's now going to go on a run of playing five, six games back to back to really see what what kind of player is. Because I don't think Wrexham fans know what kind of player he is because we haven't really seen him, have we? He's been in for a game or two, then he's out, and then we haven't seen him for a while. So no one can really tell you what kind of player is he, really, for me. You know, we need to sort of see a bit more of him. You know, Chesterfield away the second half, I thought he was outstanding, Tom O'Connor, but then obviously he was injured. So we're like, what kind of player is he? We don't really know. Uh, Elliot Lee, good game. Um, Nice to see Mendy come on as well. Nice to see. I think if the game was on Saturday, get him a few minutes as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but generally, like, really impressed. Like, like I think a few Wrexham fans, obviously, with Eastley's home record, it was quite going into it. I was quite, I thought, oh, cautious. Like, yeah. yeah. I think literally, I thought it's going to be a draw. So to go in half time, two and a half, I thought, great. You know, hopefully, this is because that's always been the big worry for me as a few Wrexham fans is the away form is just. <clears throat> so different to the the home form isn't it yeah so let's touch on if I'll, I'll, I'll touch on a few things that you said i thought tom o'connor did stand out um interestingly i do a poll after games to see who fans sort of vote um uh, and give fans a chance to vote sort of player ratings and it was yeah. actually elliot lee who came out as man of the match which was interesting um yeah uh, I guess you know the goal has a big sort of say in that, doesn't it? Um, oh, it was a, yeah, quality goal. I think you know, quality goal. He looked sharp. He you know, was getting into the positions, and yeah, his goal was you know outstanding at, at that level. You don't really see many goals like that, do you? It's you know, especially as it wasn't sort of top bins. It was actually quite straight. It was the fact that the goalie was about six yards off his line. I think yeah. that beats and him. Like, yeah, and 
I, I don't know. I think the keeper just, in a way, didn't expect it to be that good of a shot. Yeah. I think he, I think the keeper's a bit in shock. Was like, oh my god, if like that's just gone over me. Yeah. Like you said, it wasn't miles off his line. It just, it was the perfect dip on the shot, just to loop over him and go into the corner. But that's the kind of player he is. That's why really a lot of Rexham fans say, you know, <laughs> he shouldn't really be playing at this level, should he? No. And just touching on Luke Young, I feel sorry for Luke Young because in my eyes, uh, so this is a bit of old school football talk for you now, right? We're going back about 15 years. So in my eyes, Luke Young is what we call a number eight, sort of a very attacking centre midfielder, right? Yeah. Last year, I think Parky asked him to sort of be what I would class as a number six, um, yeah. which, which asks him to work back a little bit more than we would not, than he would naturally like to. And then I think this year he's gone back a little bit further to be what I call a number four. Um, yes. Yeah, sitting, sitting, you know, sitting yeah. a lot more just with yeah. the odd like, late burst into the box. So I yeah. feel sorry for him because if you think about the times last season, especially I think it was the Marine game, he got a lot, he ended up getting in a bit of a spat with fans because, you know, he, he he didn't have a great game for a lot of the games yeah. because he's a, he's adjusting his position, um, and that's not his fault that somebody has said to him, "Now I want you to do this." Um, so it was so it was interesting to see that Parky sort of said, "Yeah, I did ask him to sort of play a little bit further forward, which is yeah. more his natural game." And, and then all of a sudden we see that he's a bit more creative, and uh, he'll have had a lot of confidence from that goal he scored. But it had been about five or six weeks ago now where he pinged one in off the post. Um, yeah. Yeah, was it was it at home? Was it? It was oh, at no. home. I can't. I, I, it escapes me now who it was. But um, yeah. so it's interesting. I, I feel sorry for Luke Young. His, his game is more forward, and he's sacrificing himself for the team. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, and it, I think it'll be interesting with the signing of Cannon, which we'll come on to when we talk about a little bit of news, whether he might be tempted to in some big games, maybe later in the season, to go with a midfield of say O'Connor. Young and Cannon to try and dominate the football because the problem is at, at home we apply so much pressure. Eventually teams crack, don't they? We've seen that we get a lot of late wins, um, but away yeah, well, from home where we don't dominate the football and control the football, we then we then are unless we have a good game on set pieces yeah, or long throws where that will get us a goal or two, we're susceptible. Then we're, we're vulnerable. So I think yeah. that that for me is the. I know there's lots of thoughts on why we're not great away, but for me, it's just because we don't control the football enough. Yeah, no, I was just about to say on Luke Young, um, and, you know, I've said it myself, you know, obviously last season particularly and going into this season, midfields, obviously it's been an issue, isn't it? Anyone you can see was an issue. So people are sort of thinking, well, why is it an issue? And obviously the thing would be, oh, Luke Young, is he ready for the step up? Is he good enough to do it? Um, along with like James Jones and Jordan, and I think the big, you know, and I said it myself, I said, I think if we go up, Luke Young would be the one who might get sort of shifted out. But I went to Chessfield away. Yeah, me too. Whether he was dropped or whether he was injured. <laughs> the mystery know, remains. <laughs> I, I took that on the day that he was dropped, but we don't know. Um, Actually, we really missed him in that game. We really missed his tenacity, his hard work and his determination in the midfield we yeah. really missed and I think you know that was actually you know put his stock up that game actually put his stock up quite a lot to show actually we need young in the midfield because you need that player that's gonna you know box the box getting around people putting his foot in because you know 
James Jones isn't that kind of player, is he? You know, he's not he's not that kind of player. Jordan, you know, he's not that kind of player either. You know, Elliot Lee's more of your attacking sort of inside forward, isn't he? Just off the striker. You know, Tom O'Connor, again, go back to it. We don't know what kind of player he is. And then you look at, after that, obviously, no sign Cannon now. But apart from that, obviously, the midfield is a bit unbalanced. So I think that's a mixture why, you know, Luke was getting a lot of stick from Wrexham fans because he was playing a position that wasn't suited for him. Yeah. So, of course, we're judging him on how he's playing there and then, aren't we? So, totally like you agree. said, yeah, don't bear on him. Um, yeah, so that's what I'd say on that. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Um, Toza scores another great goal. Um, he's got a habit of scoring worldies, Ben Toza, right. at the moment. Or, um... with, with Toza, I, I had this opinion, right? I was like, he's a good player. But I think because he, I think with Tunnicliffe coming into the team, and don't get me wrong, like I like Max, yeah, good, good young player, and I know people like you know Nathan on Rob Brian Red was like, yeah, Max was player this season, you know, so far. Um, but the games I'd watched, you know, not to pick him out, but a couple of goals, particularly sort of the one against Chesterfield, the first one, and the Knotts one, you know, Max could have done a little bit better for them. I think um, he got quite. That's his age, you know, he's only yeah. what nine. 20. So I was like, he's a good young player, but we need to get Tunnicliffe in the team. Yeah. And when Tunnicliffe come in, you could see Toes is like, right, I've got a good solid player alongside me, and it actually like makes you lift your game. Yeah. So you think I've got a good player next to me. I need to step up and I need to, you know, play better. And I think that's what's happened with Toes. I think he can just concentrate solely on his game rather than thinking I've got to help Max, you know, through the games and, you know, also sort of bearing in mind, oh, well, you know, what if he, like, misses a tackle or, you know, what an old pro, like, turns him or, you know, shoulders him and, you know, he's he got that in the back of his head. So, I think definitely with Tozer, he's improving with having Tunnicliffe next to him now. Yeah. I mean, that, and that is some back three, that, isn't it? You know, with Hayden, you know, we're, Hayden hasn't scored in yeah. a few weeks, but his defensive work is so tidy. You've got a bit of everything in there, haven't you? You've got the height. Tunnicliffe's like granite. He's really hard to move off centre. If you watch people try and shift him so that they can win headers and try and get in yeah. behind him, and he, he just very rarely moves. He's he, he is solid, so he? so strong. He's so solid, isn't he? Yeah, you know? yeah. I always I just wonder though, like, I mean, you know, why it took so long for, for us to get him in the team to start with. <clears throat> I think I so I I mean he was injured pre-season, wasn't he? Um, yeah. So I don't think he had much pre-season. Um, and then obviously Max wasn't doing too much. When I say wrong, I mean you know everybody does something wrong in a game, but there was nothing ca- catastrophic, was there? Yeah, it wasn't like terrible, was it? Do you know what I mean? No, he was, he was all right when he Max, he was really know? tidy, went about his work, and obviously you know. Um, but you, you're right, what you say, you know, he's learning. He's not going to be the finished article yeah. yet. And I this is the challenge that. for him now. The challenge now is that um, Tony Cliffs sort of um, usurped him. Now you've got to develop your game and come back stronger, haven't you? And this will be that will yeah. be a good test for him. Yeah, because it's like even though you know I've never played at that standard, but it's all it does relevant to the standard foot you play at. You know, when you're a young lad and you're playing week in week out against men, essentially, yeah, it's hard. It's physically hard. It's mentally hard, and just having that extra bit of experience like Tunnicliffe's got just makes like a massive difference. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, with with when the when the uh, the wing backs are back, when Mendy's back and Ford's back, that's going to start. If that if that that unit can stay together, um, yeah, even with 
even with Howard, I'm not sure, you know, I think Leighton's probably needs Howard to have a nightmare sometime before Leighton will get back in. Uh, but yeah. I think that'll be a that'll be a really good unit and really solid for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think like I was gonna to touch on Mendy and Ford. They're basically like wingers for us, aren't they? You know, yeah. the way we play, they're like wingers. So when particularly Mendy, when they've been when he's been injured, we've missed him because with Fadgen, like everybody says, he's a good solid defender. But going forward, he just hasn't got that pace to get in behind. He's not like if I'm a fullback and I'm marking McFadgen, I think, and I'm fairly quick, he ain't going to run in behind me. No, he hasn't got that skill set, has he, to dribble past no. you really or to outpace yeah. you? Yeah, he's like, it's either going to have to be a one two that's going to do me or he ain't going to run in behind me. So I don't have to worry about that. Whereas Mendy, he's big, strong, I think. The ball goes goes past me or through me. I'm after to chase, making sure I chase back because there's yeah. there's a chance he's going to get it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we'll be uh, we'll be uh, we'll be well set. Um, so just touch on the stream. I mean, the, I don't know how it worked for you, but the stream, the Eastley stream, worked fine for me. It was uh, it was great. I was really impressed considering that it was week one. Um, yeah. And granted, it was half price this week. That I, I, you know, if that was the quality of the stream, I'd happily pay a tenner for that every week. In, in, that I couldn't get to. A, I mean, the preference is always to go to a game, but obviously, it's not always possible. But well, no. um, I would happily pay a tenner for that. I don't know how you felt about it. No, I mean, I, I just touched on the point you said. Then I think you know, there's been a lot said about with this streaming, and you know, it's just you see a lot of people on Twitter, you know, having a dig at Rex, and obviously, we're an easy target now, aren't we? And it's just yeah. something where used to but I just think like you said I, I don't personally think it's one it'll affect the attendances because it's like you know say for Wrexham at home and we get Aldershot or Dagenham Redbridge and they got like 40 fans so what's that going to mean that you might only get what 30 fans turn up you know all, all the fans are still going to go aren't they I, I think don't so think... yeah um, but the stream was really good yeah, yeah it was really good but um it wasn't sort of. I know it had the Eastley commentary, didn't it? Well, it wasn't. Yeah. It was. It was BBC Radio Solent because uh, they have yeah. a, they have an agreement with the BBC, don't they, to use their local commentary? Right, I'm with you. Okay, I just yeah, maybe I was watching. I just you know took it as it was their commentary. Basically, is I mean for us it'll be Wayne Phillips and I, I'm not sure who else does it for them. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, but basically they are, aren't they? They are the home report, uh, home uh, yeah. home commentators. Yeah. But no, no, I think it's just having that chance to watch the game. But there was no, like, buffering issues. You know, to set it up was pretty easy. You logged yeah. in. Um, and also, it's good that, you know, if you wanted to, you could flick on to another game as well. Yeah. I quite like yeah. I quite like that aspect of it because, obviously, if we're, like, watching, you know, Wrexham, but then you might flick and go watch Notts County or Chesterfield, just see how they're getting on, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no. I, great. Very good first impression uh, is what I would uh, I would say about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, What's the, the the sort of rules with that moving forward? Because I know people said, with in terms of after the World Cup, so will they not show the three PM games? Is that like? Yeah, I think what I what I read um, when it first got announced was that the the three o'clock games were still, for want of a better word, embargoed. That's what I had read. Um, so yeah. they won't be allowed to watch them. Now, for anybody who's good with uh, in this country, so I think internationally you can. Um, yeah. So people in America and Canada and wherever else we've picked up some new fans now. So it's okay yeah. for them, but for us in this country, um, yeah, it it won't it won't show. Um, now right. there are workarounds for those people who 
understand technology and know what a VPN is. Um, so there will yeah. be ways. <laughs> there will be ways to do it, uh, and that are not very difficult at all. But obviously, that's for you to go and research. Um, yeah, you know, if that's what you want to do. Uh, but that's that was what that's what I read at the time. It was it was really because it's a trial and because the World Cup was on. Um, that's why they they allowed those t- first two weeks, um, which obviously this Saturday would have been the second week, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would have been the second week. Yeah, yeah. So been able to watch that. So Boxing Day, um, Bully yeah. Hull, it's won't that won't be on it, will it? Because that's. <laughs> No, that's no. Solly. Uh, that's Solly Hull at three o'clock, isn't it? That's the home game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no. So as as uh, uh, as I say, from what I read, it shouldn't be, um, but uh, there are easy fixes um, for those people that uh, want to find it. <laughs> that want to uh, Google what a VPN is, um, uh, and then pay for the money, and then pay for the stream. So. So yeah, good two 0 away win. Wasn't expecting that to be honest. I was a bit more pessimistic. I thought it was going to be a draw uh, yeah. at Eastleigh, given like you said, given the home record uh, and our away record. Um, it was yeah. uh, it was nice to be able to enjoy that because they didn't really trouble us at all. I did. I know they at the bar, but I never felt like we were really. Uh, th- I was a bit disappointed. I never felt like we were really threatened by them at all. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised in a way. I sort of. I don't say easy, but how. Yeah. Um, but I suppose it's the Wrexham way, isn't it? You know, we've been watching Wrexham for how many years? And, you know, you're always saying it, the games we're not expected to win, we win. And then the easier ties on paper, we seem to struggle with. So it's just the Wrexham way, I think. Yeah. Okay, good. Anything else to add on Eastley? Um, no, no, there's no, no injuries, was there? No, no, injuries. no. touch wood. Um. Yeah, so given the fact big. that we've we've had some hamstring issues on cold days like that, you that's what you worry about. Yeah, I was going to say someone like Mendy, you'd be wrapping yeah. him up and wary about more. that. Yeah, okay. definitely. Good. Right, so we will. Um, what we'll do next then is we'll just round up a few of the little. Uh, oh, I call them news stories, but the uh, the you know yeah. a bit a bit of the news because there has been a little bit um, a little bit this week. So I guess it started on Friday morning. I think it was at half past eight when I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And the uh, the official Wrexham AFC Twitter sort of said it's been, I think it's tweeted, it's been a while. And I thought, oh, this must be somebody renewing because there'd been no links to any players that I'd seen of any note. And then no. two minutes later, there's a picture of Andy Cannon holding a Wrexham shirt. And I'm like, I was gone to pick my son up <laughs> to take him to school. And I was like literally screaming in the car. I was so excited. Yeah, I was a bit sort of. It didn't feel right. I was in the kitchen just potting around, and I had a look on my phone, and it was obviously the first thing that came up on my yeah. phone. And I was like, sort of, I had to read it a couple of times. Like, Andy, I was like, oh, I was like, oh yeah, but it's bloody hell, yeah, he's really good. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was so. It's come out of nowhere, which is great. It's in a it's in a position that I think we I thought we needed a body to be able to rotate because I'm worried. Last season, I thought we run ourselves into the ground. Um, and we just didn't have the legs at the end of the season. So a midfield is always the key position in it. You can never—I don't think you can ever have too many bodies in midfield, providing you can keep them all happy. Um, oh yeah, so... that's the thing. From if you ask every who, well, what's the number one position we need? I would suspect many of them would have said the midfield. midfield. Yeah, the, the two... <laughs> excuse me. The two that I uh, that I kept hearing was midfield, and they. Um, 
I want to say, like a, a mullein sort of uh, replacement, I guess. What people mean is a, a sort of nippy, pacey sort of forward rather than a big yeah. lump like uh, like Dolby. So, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what a great, you know, given his record last season, his pedigree, um, he's not had much playing time at Hull. Um, he, they wanted to register him, I believe, to take to Eastleigh. But because that was our first transfer outside of the window, the yeah. processes and protocols were different. So they couldn't do it in time, um, is what I read. So that's why he wasn't in the squad at Eastleigh. And I sus- suspect he needs a bit of fitness work because I say he hasn't kicked a ball in months, I don't think, really, other yeah. than his training. So he, you know, he needs some games. Um, but a quality addition that will really put the cat amongst the pigeons, you know, in there, won't it? You know, nobody can rest on their laurels now. Young and Jones, O'Connor, there's another body in there now that you're going to have to really sort of step your game up if you're going to start games. Yeah, definitely. and like with a player like obviously Andy Cannon as well, you know, the record and I think the reputation he brings as well. I think every club he's been at, all the fans have said he's a good player, which is always, you know, a big a big sign, isn't it? Um, and it's hard, isn't it? If he hasn't played, you know, many minutes, you can't just turn it on, can you? You know, you've got to, you've got to build up that fitness, particularly in the national league, because it's a tough league, isn't it? So you can't, you can't just go straight in there. Like it was different with Palmer, wasn't it, last season? Because he was already playing for Wimbledon, wasn't he? Yes. You know, he was already up to match, match fit. fitness. So yeah. We could just chuck him straight in first game, couldn't we? Yeah. But with um, with Andy, it's going to have to be kind of transitioned. I would imagine again. If there's game on Saturdays ahead, I'd imagine he's going to play some role in that. Whether he starts, I'm not sure, but definitely sort of coming on um, off the bench, I would suspect, to get some minutes. Um, did he play against us in the cup final? Yeah, not cup final, the semi final. Yeah, Scott- uh, um, he, he, definitely, he definitely played at least one of them. I mean, my short term memory like that is terrible. He definitely played yeah. in one of them and, and absolutely bossed us. One of those two yeah. games. Um, and in fact, yeah. I think it was when he went off, we got into the game then. So we just couldn't, we were chasing shadows, our midfield yeah. was, when he was playing. I'm trying to remember him because I know obviously watching that game, but because Stockport had so many quality midfielders. Yeah, yeah. And... Sarsovic and Collar and yeah, they're really well, good in there. Well, Collar's very much like um, Cannon in terms of the way he plays as well. Yes, yeah. Uh, so sometimes you can sort of get them mixed up as well, can't you? But I know hearing from obviously like Stockport fans, you know, particularly they just said, yeah, he's, he's just a quality player, um, a real step up in that league. They wanted to take him, I believe, in the summer, but he wanted to go back and have a crack again at Hull. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, never, never really made it. Um, and then they've got limit you know they needed to trim their squad i believe so he was he was told that he wasn't going to get the chance and obviously that's when we've been able to uh to do the deal so that's an exciting yeah. one um will no, oh, go on. his point of view he's going to come in and he knows what the league's about he yeah. knows what he needs to do and also he's seen wrexham as like a team of you know this is the hardest one to get out of isn't it so it's like right if we can get out of this one then we can obviously. I know Stockport found it a little bit difficult, but I think with us, I think if we can get promoted, I we'll think we, I, I think we'll find the transition easier than Stockport. I feel. Yeah, we've because, got better footballers. I think. Yeah, I think Stockport have had to catch up a little bit. Don't get me wrong; they had a good team, but obviously last season they were a year ahead of us. Yep. And obviously yep. they were signed quite a few national league players. So I think they're just trying to, they're having that sort of mini transition in terms of trying to catch up with the league. But I think once they get going, 
I think they'll 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 go up potentially. Maybe either this season they might sneak into the playoffs or potentially be with us if we get promoted next season. So I think he's seen it as right with with Wrexham. I can get this year, go up from League Two, and then couple of seasons during League One, potentially trying to get into the Championship. Then aren't you? So I think that's the way you know he's seen it as coming to us as well. Um, which I think a lot of the the players who are signing for us now are seeing that, aren't they? They're seeing right. Wrexham is, you know, looking at sort of League One, getting into the Championship kind of squad team setup, aren't they? So players aren't just thinking, all right, well, you know, we're just going to get promoted from the National League and then try and just stay in League Two and just see how we go. There's a there's a progression, isn't there? But also, you get to meet the royal family. So, <laughs> you know, that, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I knew King Charles was coming to Wrexham for a service, but I didn't yeah. genuinely, I had heard absolutely nothing about him turning up at the race course for a, for a visit. Had you heard anything? No, I mean, literally just on the day. I mean, I mean, we live literally down by the Mould Road and, you know, I text Mrs. saying King Charles and Camilla are, are on the Mould Road, you know, <laughs> a little bit surreal really isn't it having you know like say the royal family and then rob and ryan as well at the ground and because they just kind of turn out don't they no one sort yeah of... it's become normal hasn't it <laughs> yeah but rob come last time and he just rocked up at the turf and i was like rob's in the turf he just rocked up it's yeah. you know it's like it just pop pop by isn't it um so i mean i know a lot of people um on social media a lot of uh, welsh people especially have got strong feelings about the royal family so you know Respect that, no problem. Yeah, uh, everyone has their own opinions, but from a club point of view, the exposure that that would have got will be massive. You see, and obviously yeah. they'll show it in the documentary, but obviously you know the the sort of the social media team for the Royals were obviously there and tweeting about it and stuff. So you know, really, it's that you know it was a day to promote the Wrexham Football Club rather than saying, well, we're behind the royal family. You know, right? Uh, Foreigners, um, especially Americans and Canadians, are always in awe of the royal family. Again, whether you think it's right or wrong, it doesn't matter um, because um, you know it is what it is. What it is, isn't it? We've got it, and that's what it is. But what a what a what a piece of exposure for the football club that is! It's just bonkers. Yeah, I mean, it's like like you said. Obviously, the royal family. You know, it's us. You know, with us being Welsh, obviously, it's you know some people you know like like the royal family. Some people don't agree with them. But like you said, it's just I think it, we have to just see it now as you know the, the our football club is changing. It's becoming more of like a business, and you know we do need to expose the business more. You know we are still got that community feel, and hopefully we can still keep that. But it is in terms of like a business, well, to promote the club and everything like that. So it's something that people are just going to have to accept really and go right. Well, you know this is part of it now. This is part of the journey to you know expose the club more so then like you said like more american fans who will come to wrexham and you know it'll go hand in hand not just with the club but with the town as well well city i should say now oh, and, it's a uh, town mate it's a town it's yeah. still the town i know it still feels weird like i, I always think of it as a town but you yeah. feel like you have to correct yourself now don't you um and just you know people maybe coming to visit obviously the town and you know spending money so it can only be good, you know. It can only be that that can only be good for the club and the town, as I see it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So, last bit of, I guess, the last important piece of news um, was that we got confirmation about Coventry. Um, so, obviously, uh, that's a five thirty kickoff. It's on S four C. Tickets yep. went on sale today. I'm not sure if there's any left. I managed to get my four. Uh, I don't know if you're uh, lucky enough to be. No, 
I don't think I don't think I can go to that one. I think right. my dad get tickets for it though. Um, yeah. wherever he got them, I'm not sure. Um, about that one, but I'll have to ask him actually if he managed to get a few tickets. But yeah, how did you feel about the commentary draw? Um, when it was I think drew? it's quite. It's, I think it's quite a good draw because it's a winnable game against a good side, so it'll yeah. be a good test. Um, but yeah. you know, it's that is a and you imagine if we if you win that game, then you're gonna get you 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 know the chances are you you're gonna get a nice draw again, aren't you? So um, so yeah, yeah, I know everybody wanted the big game now, but actually a, a potentially winnable one like that, no problem with it. You know, it's a nice yeah. away day for us. It's not a national league club or something like that, is it? It's no. uh, that'll be a good a, a good a good day, and I'm just glad that they've managed to get their their uh, ground issue sorted because obviously they've had trouble. But they signed a deal last week up until the end of next season, I think it is with yeah. Mike Ashley. Yeah, uh, it's all confirmed now, isn't it? They can. Uh, yeah. it's good for them to have that bit of stability now, isn't it? Yeah, because they've had a horrible time. So um... yeah, they're another they're another club that's sort of been in and out of problems like us as well, haven't they? Yeah, especially with grounds, they've had they've had a nightmare with grounds. So uh, yeah, did they so play we... at Northamptons for a little bit as well? Was it them that they, they played play at? Them? They played at somebody like Northampton, Burton, and Birmingham for a while. I yeah, think. that was it. I remember them playing at Northampton. Yeah, yeah. so that was quite yeah quite a big step down for them. But no, with the draw, I was I was hoping we were going to get Dewsbury. I was hoping. Oh yeah, Dewsbury. something local. Yeah, yeah. I just think we owe. I just think we owe them after last time we played them. I think. He, I think yeah, we got relegated and they beat us like three nil. I think. Um, is just have a look where we are, sort of table wise, and a bit of anorama, so uh, a bit of bit of anorama review, should we call it? So, um, yeah, obviously good. the Notts County went back to the top of the table, didn't they? Um, uh, we yeah. second four points behind them, but we've played. a game less. less so on the yeah. 13th so that was um that was the day our game got called off they beat gateshead 2-0 didn't they um, yeah to go back top and that was quite interesting because for half a day there was a bit of worry going on for those because uh chickson and langstaff had gone off with injuries and they were waiting to see what, how bad they were they needed the swelling to go down they were and quite quick to comment on it though weren't they Not they were happy, the next day they, they came were... out and said, oh, night, you know, don't, don't worry, they're, they're okay, the injuries right. aren't that bad, but you, you don't know, dear, if that's just, you know, is that actually truthful, is that just a... Yeah, because it says um, back yeah. soon, doesn't it? It doesn't say back this week or something, so... Um, yeah. So that'll be interesting, because at, at night, Luke Williams did an interview with their um, their uh, their YouTube channel, and he was he looked a bit agitated by it, so I think he was, I think he was worried. Um, yeah, they, what kind they, of... Those what kind of, of injury contrib- were they? Uh, oh, I th- Chickson's was an ankle injury, I think. Yeah, see, no, Chickson's was the very, hamstring. Yeah. Langstaff yeah. was the ankle. Um, so, yeah, an- ankles are very, you know, they're very like you're very fragile. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you think you could be okay, and then you go into a game and just that little in a tackle or a turn or just turning with the ball can just set it off again. So yeah. they're very very delicate injuries. The ankles. So, um, but so they're four points clear of us, but they've played a game. Uh, they've played a game uh, more, and their next game, interestingly, um, on the twentieth of December, uh, yeah. is Barnet, who have snuck up into fifth place. Yeah, yeah, they've had a, they're on a good run. I, there were some very weird results, Barnet. I know they had at the start of the season they were doing really well, yeah. and then they had a few hammerings that I saw, 
And then they've had a few really good results. So they're very sort of Jekyll and Hyde type of team. To I me. mean, they were rubbish last season, weren't they? Was it last season? Yeah. They were rubbish. And this season, they've really turned it around. And now they haven't played a game in the league since the 3rd of December when they beat Weldston. So yeah. either they're going to be fresh as a daisy and are going to be a real problem for Notts County. I think it's at Notts County. Um, yeah. But So either they're going to be fresh as a daisy or rusty as hell and County are going to pick them off. But, um, you know, <laughs> but what we do, I, I wouldn't have thought that will be an easy game for them, given that Barnett are obviously got something to fight for now they're well, in yeah, fifth you, place. Well, you see the result that they had at the race course. I mean, you know, they, they, they you know, gave us a hell of a game, didn't they? So yeah. anything like that, you know, the way they're playing attacking-wise, then they're not County aren't going to have an easy game with that one. And they've Definitely won four not. out of the last five, Barnet. So, uh, and they've yeah. they're in fifth place, having played a game less than Woking, who's in fourth, and South End, yeah. who are in sixth. So, um, you know, they're in good form, and uh, you know that might be a tricky test for. Well, I think Barnet Barnet will see it as a chance to really sort of show themselves where they're at as well. You yeah. know. Playing top of league, and we know what it's like. If you're top of league, every team that's going to come to you is just automatically going to raise their game, aren't they? Like a cup Jump. final for them, isn't it? Yeah, it's their cup. It's their cup final, isn't it? And you know, not to carry got a big stadium as well, so I think there'll be that element of no pressure because they're not expected to get anything, are they? So they can go and express themselves. So that'd be quite an interesting game, I think that one. So the other um, interesting one is Chesterfield, who obviously are third, uh, seven points behind us, but have played a game less. Um, so they've yep. got their ho- their home to Woking, who are obviously in fourth place. So oh, a third yeah. versus fourth. I know Woking lost to York as a bit of a random result uh, the last time out. But, um, you yep. know, they're no mugs, Woking. So that, again, there's two tricky ties there. For those yeah. two, isn't there that they, you know, they could get a draw rather than just be a walk over wins. Yeah, definitely. Chesterfield as well. They they're a bit looking at them. Their home form is a bit like ours. They got you know better results at home compared to away. Yeah. Uh, I think they had a bit of a blip, didn't they? Because obviously they were top. They had a bit of a blip, went down to sort of third, and then I've noticed the last few home games that they've picked up uh, wins as well. Um, I think they beat Bromley, didn't they? It was a close game, but they beat Bromley. Um, beat Sully Hall. Beat Sully Hall, another one. So they've had, Chesterfield have had a few good wins at home. Um, I've noticed that they seem a bit like us in that sense, that home form seems to be better than their away form. Yeah. Um, so we go Chesterfield, Woking, Barnet, South End sitting sixth. So, I mean, I, I, I don't think they'll trouble us. Famous last words. I mean, they're 16 po- They're in sixth in the playoffs and they're 16 points behind us. Yeah. No, Bonkers. I, I think South End, it'd be for them. I would imagine that they're just trying to, I'd have them down as playoffs, but it's yeah. for them probably trying to finish as high as they can. So obviously when it comes to the playoffs, they get that home tie or they only have to, they have to play one less game. So, I th- I'd imagine, like you said, I don't think they're going to trouble us, but I think it'll be, for them, the target will be, right, can we finish beyond, you know, fourth? Can we finish like third or fourth? Do you know what I mean? Behind yeah. the top. That'll so be their target. The last team in the playoffs is Solly Hull, who I famously predicted to be our main challengers this season. So, well, yes. show, what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like with Solly Hull, I feel like, I think they might have a really good end of the season I've got yeah. that feeling I just feel like they're having a bit of a slow start but they've still got the quality players and I just think I think they'll come good 
sort of end of January. Back end. A bit like we did last year and have a good run. Yeah, I think they'll come good that end of the season, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I just got that feeling. So I, I'm kind of glad they're dropping a few points now because like you, I thought, yeah, they'd be our main challengers. But I think they'll come good towards the end. So I still think they're the ones to kind of watch out for a little bit. So last game, we... last game out, they beat Oldham. Um, yeah. And before that, their previous three games, they'd lost to Chesterfield, to Dagenham and Redbridge, and to Halifax. Um, yeah. And so, you know, they've taken four points from the last 15, so they're they're not in any great shape, and they're playing the team yeah. directly below them in Boreham Wood, uh, who, again, are, who have got virtually... They've got exactly the same record. Those two have, like, f- hit a wall, fallen off a cliff. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I, I, at one point, they were all... They were both... I You know, I thought they were both going to be in the mix somewhere near the... You know, further up the table. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I like you said, I'm really sort of surprised at some of how bad of a start you know they've had. Um, but I just got that feeling. I just feel come the end of the season, they're really going to start picking up points. Um, so they're kind of. I don't know if they're going to challenge us, but I'd be worried about them if you know if they start picking up points. You know, with uh, you know, obviously we got to pay them twice, haven't we, over the Christmas period potentially? Yeah, back to so, back. Yeah. Yeah. So permitted. Could, yeah. Yeah, two big games that they potentially because we always struggle against all the old, don't we? We never big hard side, aren't they? Yeah, we never seem to really sort of you know sort of dominate them or you know put a few goals past them, do we? No, um, I think physically we've struggled against them in the past. I thought um, personally, but uh, you know they have got some fantastic footballers: Sparrow, Dallas, Josh Kelly hasn't done much for them yet, but you know yeah, that's got some firepower. Yeah, that's what I mean. They've got on paper, you know, they've got a, a really good team and, you know, the manager, Neil Eardley, he's a, he's a good manager, isn't yeah. he? So that's yeah. why I just, feel, I just feel that, yeah, they're going to they'll come good. Yeah, I think they'll come good. It's just, it's, I think it's a good thing at the moment that they're dropping quite a few points because, like you said, they were my sort of ones at the start of the season. I thought, mm, I'm going to watch out for them because I yeah. feel like they might be our main challengers. Yeah. Making a mug of me there. Um, so we'll just touch on the bottom. <laughs> Not that we're interested in too much in the bottom at the moment, but it is just interesting from the league point of view. So Scunthorpe are down there. It's famous last words for Saturday, this if it goes Ed. Um, yeah. They've got one point from the last five games. Yeah. Um, they with Yorkville. They are in big trouble considering that they've come down a division as well this year. Yeah. You know. They were, they, I think there was a poll. I kind of said this. Who do you think is going to be the teams to go down? And, I did. I'm sure I put Scunthorpe down to go to go straight back down because right. yeah, in such a, a dire straits, I think. Yeah. yeah, off the field they were having trouble, weren't they? Yeah, massively. Yeah. So Gateshead in twenty third, um, who couldn't quite do anything at County. So uh, agent uh, Dan Jarvis didn't help us out very much. Um, did he play? Did he play? I, I don't know actually because uh, I didn't. Yeah. I, I wasn't watching or really sort of paying attention. So. Uh, I think- I think he's been on the bench room, hasn't he? I think. I, I could, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know whether he did play in the game, but um, yeah. No, I think yeah. he's been on the bench room. But I was wondering if maybe sort of getting a few more minutes because I know against us, obviously he was on the bench. Um, and then the other times I've seen the Gateshead team, he's not, he's not been starting. So no, he's... whether he's coming on like he did for us really last season, wasn't he? He was just oh. coming on for twenty minutes, and the you problem know, is. Is he's a skill player, isn't he? Really, and you don't. Yeah. If you're in a if you're in a relegation dogfight, it's not the type of player that you normally start. No, you don't want. Uh, he's not somebody who's gonna you know roll his sleeves up and get stuck no, in. I, is he? 
spot on. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I did see the game, however, between 22nd place Torquay and 21st game Oldham. I don't know if you saw, uh, if you watched that. On, that was on BT Sport. Um, and Oldham were walking away from it and then Torquay got themselves yeah. back into it and then kind of threw it away a bit in the end. Well, Tollett's goal. I saw, I saw Tollett's goal. Brilliant uh, goal. Yeah, it was a great goal. Yeah, he's just signed a new deal with them as well, hasn't he? Yeah. He's, um, I got, you know, I liked him. I thought, always thought he was a good player. He's just one of those players that just a bit like Chiselvich would just, he'd get the ball and he'd make something happen. Do you know what I mean? Just get past the defender or just open up a bit of space. Yeah, he's all pace, though. He's all pace and not a lot of composure. That's, I think, his problem. No. How old is he now? He's got to be like, what? Mid twenties, mid twenties would have been my guess. But I did say, yeah. to, I said to my other half because we were sat on the sofa watching it, and I said to her, I said, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd like him as a fourth choice at the club, to be honest, as a forward, because to yeah. bring him on for the last fifteen twenty minutes, you know, you've got that <laughs> electric pace, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, that's to be honest with you, he was somebody I sort of thought of. I thought, yeah, that's a kind of maybe not like him, but somebody like that. That's yeah. who you want on the bench, particularly when teams are getting tired or a bit stretched that you can bring on yeah. and he'll stretch them a bit more, particularly something like that would, I would say as a, another sign in somebody like that would be great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Uh, so all them just keep in the relegation zone They're you know, they're really struggling. Uh, I was hoping Torquay would win that game um, just because I don't know. Did you go to the Oldham away game? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay, so the, there was a hos- there was a hospitality box in the Joe yeah. Royal stand, which was to our left, and there was a there was a group of lads in there giving it large at the end of the game because yeah. they were loving it. Because obviously, uh, obviously, you know, we we struggled really until that penalty at the end, yeah. and they were really loving it. And obviously, they didn't like it so much when we snatched defeat, snatched <laughs> the win away. Um, yeah. So they were giving it loads, and I was just thinking, I hope you lads are enjoying that football because it looks dire. You're playing dire. You're signing very average yeah. uh, national league players. You're going to be in this league for a while. Well, they were the ones, weren't they? That you know, as well documented that the chairman, you know, saying all that stuff about who was right. You just think. God, it's going to bite you on the ass because this league is just, you know, it's unforgiving, isn't it? It doesn't oh. really matter who you are. They, they just don't care. It's relentless and ruthless, isn't it? Yeah, it is ruthless. And, you know, all of them, like you said, they're on. I, I kind of thought Unsworth would come in and turn them around a little bit, but yeah, they're just on people, aren't they? If I was them, I'd be giving um, that lad that was the one, Askey, is it, at York? It's just been sat by York. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd be straight on the phone to him. I'd have. If they're going to sense about them, I'd have um, Askey there. Yeah, so two things to say there. So um, Askey's actually, i tell you where else I saw his name linked, was Macclesfield, because Robbie Savage got rid of the manager or managers or whatever they had there. And people wanted him. I think he's I think he's managed them before. So people yeah, were no, saying, he, get him back. He got promoted, didn't he? Yeah. Did he get promoted, so, yeah? I think, I think that's, uh, uh, you know, I don't follow them that close, but I think that's no, who just, it was. Remember... Um, when Macclesfield, they went up, didn't they, from the National League? Yes. I'm sure he was managing them then. Yeah, it could have been, yeah. And we we, yeah. we we always got linked with Askey, didn't we? Every time we had a manager yeah. vacancy. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, no, I, I, I'm sure he was the manager. Um, and that's where he sort of got his, you know, his good reputation from. And then I don't particularly know how, obviously, Macclesfield had their problems, didn't they? Um, and then I don't know whether he got a different job after that. And then, obviously, he was at, at York then and, he was getting York up through the leagues, wasn't he, again, back to the National League? 
Um, but would he drop down to that level now? Like, well, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't have thought so, but I guess if there's no well, other options, then maybe he might do. Um, yeah. But like you say, uh, some, somebody in the National League, surely he's got to go and get him. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> then, like, he's, you know, to me, from the outside, he, he seems like a proper quality manager. He sets his team up. You know, he's used to, he's, he's got promotions behind his belt. All the experience. Yeah. All the experience. Knows what you need in this league and, you know, lower down. So I, if I was older, I'd be straight on the phone to him trying to get yeah. in there. Definitely. Um, Oldham just seem to be stockpiling centre forwards. It's weird. They've got so many of them at the club. Timmy just... Abraham, Fondop, uh, Tollett. They signed that Nuttall from Scunthorpe. Um, Alex Reed as well from Sully Hole, is it? Yeah. Is he Sully Hole? Yeah. They've got, you know, they've got like six or seven forwards. They're just, just like they think that's going to be the answer. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, the reality is the answer is probably at the other end, lads. Uh, you know. Yeah. It was like, again, the games I've saw, like, obviously the FA Cup game was, you know, going forward, they weren't, to me, didn't seem too bad. It was defensively, they just give easy goals away. Yeah. You know, I just think, yeah, like you said, they've got to really get the foundations in. And I thought that's what Unsworth would have done. Like, the type of player he was, you know, at Everton and the manager, I thought he'd be like, right, I've got to get the back four and get the defence sorted and then kind of build from there. But the strategy seems a bit just to sign a load of forwards and I think it's just hoping that a couple of them pay off. Click. Yeah. You know, I mean, get the... sorry, he surrounded himself with experience there. He's got Francis Jet it's Franny Jeffers, who you, you you might be too young to remember, but he was a very oh, famous yeah. Everton player. Um, yeah, never... signed yeah. signed for Arsenal. Uh, he's got John Ebrell there who again was another Everton midfielder, sort of premiership yeah. class I, midfielder. I don't know why, but I used to hate watching Franny Jeffers. I thought he was a horrible player. <laughs> I yeah. thought I used to watch him and think, "Oh no, nah, you're you're horrible." He was just a he was just a penalty box player, really, wasn't he? Just to yeah, he... in the penalty box. That's all he could do. Oh uh, yeah. Was he with Arsenal for a bit? Yeah, as well? he went to Arsenal famously. That... Um, yeah, and did that nothing. was it. Yeah, that was it. he was like a sub player for them, wasn't he? Yeah, he never, never, right never, bro- never broke in. So um... yeah, yeah, Good. no. I... Okay, so. Let's assume for a second, right, um, that somehow the, the weather the, the weather changes, the pitch thaws out. Uh, yep. We might have a game on Saturday um, against Scunthorpe in the FA Trophy. So, uh, what's your sort of gut feeling on that? Because for me, I'm like, play all the reserves, and I don't care if we lose. To yeah. be honest, I, yeah, I'll tell you my my opinion's been on this season, and to be honest, even with the FA Cup, I am my mindset is. It's everything is the league. Yeah. The, the cups for me, I know like people want an FA Cup run and yeah, it would be nice to have one, but I'm also kind of like 100% league. So it's for me, I'm like, yeah, that, that game on Saturday, let's say it goes ahead. I think Mullin definitely needs, needs to be rested. Don't play him anywhere near it. Palmer, don't play him. Um, and it's literally just playing the lads you need. We're in a position now, aren't we, where you know, a few seasons ago, yeah, we would be playing like the kids and a couple of lads off the bench, wouldn't we? Wow. But yeah. you, you look at the players that we can bring into this team, it, the, the strength and depth just, I mean, it's ridiculous, isn't it? You know, you I'll look t- at like... Well, oh. shall, well, shall I tell you what I, I put out uh, on Twitter as uh, well, the team that I would start? Um, yeah, yeah. I've I've subsequently changed my mind about one of the positions, but this is what I, the, uh, this is what I would start. Uh, I'd put Leighton in goal. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you my team as well. So, yeah, I've got Leighton in goal. 
Um, my back three was Harry Lennon, if he's fit. I've not heard anything of him for a couple of weeks. Well, but if I he's fit, Harry Lennon, Max Clower, and Ryan Austin. Do you know what I mean? Surely that's a game. He, You think everyone said he's fit and he's ready to go, yep. and he's played a few reserve games. Surely that's got to be a game that he's got to be playing. Otherwise, if, to me, if he's not playing in that type of game at yeah. all, it's why, have we got... why is he here? Yeah. Why is he here? Yeah, so that was my back three, Lennon, Cleworth and Austin. Then right wing back, Reese Hall Johnson is who I would uh, I, I would pick. Uh, I don't yeah. know if Bryce Hazana's fit at the moment or not, so I'm safer to say that Reese because yeah, yeah. he's been in the reserves once or twice. Uh, yeah. And then I'd give Mendy some minutes on the other side. Yeah, he needs to play. That's um, I think it's like you said, the ones that need game time as well, isn't it? You yeah. know, like, I've got a similar kind of team to you. Um, my, mine was obviously if. Hosanna was fit, then yeah, you know, I'd play him, but obviously we haven't really heard, have we? No, no. And he likes Hosanna, so if Hosanna is fit, I think he'll start him over Reese, in my opinion. Um, What will happen with uh, Hall Johnson next season? Because he's out of contract next season, isn't he? Oh, I think uh, he'll definitely be gone. I don't think they'll, and I don't think they'll keep him. um, Because obviously, uh, you know, you've you've brought Ford in, so I think he's, and he just seems to really like Bryce Hosanna. Um, yeah. He likes his versatility on both sides and his pace. So um, yeah, I, I personally think, think Reese will be gone. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I agree. I was thinking this. I thought he'll be gone next season, I think, Paul Johnson. Yeah. So my midfield right here we go because I'm having to cram players in here now because yeah, I yeah. don't really want any of our first teamers playing, me personally. Um, no, so no, I'm, I'm saying, yeah. I'd play Cannon to give him the minutes. Yeah. Uh, or at least start him. Um, I'd squeeze Liam McAlinden into centre midfield um, and I'd play Kai Evans off Sam Dolby and Jake Bickerstaff. Okay. That's a good team. I I personally, from that team, you've got McAlinden, Kai Evans and Bickerstaff, yeah? Yep. So, in terms of my team, it's not... I would probably put, like you said, if Cannon's ready to go, needs games, yeah, get him in, get him playing. Um, I personally would put Tom O'Connor in just because yeah. I think, just put from my point of view, even if he doesn't play the whole game, just plays forty-five minutes or an hour. I just think it's important for him to get that extra game in now. Get give him a few runs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, get uh, that, get that in, and yeah, potentially probably McIlinden as well. Um, maybe play him off Dolby. Yeah, because he he has done that for us before. Yeah, so potentially play him off Dolby. Um, and then that leaves sort of Kai Evans' bigger staff on the bench um, to come on, really, um, depending on how the game's going. Um, you know, if we're winning by a couple of goals, get them on at half-time and get, give them some experience. But I think there's, you know, looking at that, there's enough, you know, quality, isn't there, to, you know, even that team, you think it's it's a, it's a decent might team. Beat, might it? beat Scunthorpe, sadly. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I, I say I'm not really bothered about it. No, I think a few fans have said that. They? they said they're not, they're not too bothered, are they? And no. I think even like you know, last season with the final, you know, I think a few of us said that the actual pre-match was better than the actual match itself. So I think yeah, this season, it was, yeah. yeah. So I think everyone this season's kind of like, yeah, we're not, we're not too bothered about it. You know, if we win, if we win, if we don't, does it's not the end of the world. The league's the, the league's the most important thing this year. But just it just a useful exercise to give a bit of experience to a couple of youth players potentially, but get match minutes against decent opposition into yeah. the legs of maybe like an O'Connor, Cannon, Clareworth, some of the people who haven't had a 
you know, a, yeah. a run out for three, four, yeah. five I, weeks or whatever. That's, yeah, that's why I said um, O'Connor because I just think it's it's important for him to get that sort of consistency now. You know what I mean? Just yeah, get it. Yeah, get him yeah. playing. Let let's you know let's get him ready for you know the running essentially because my aim was to have Leighton and Mendy back for like the Christmas running really um you know for obviously like a Sully Hull um I don't know when the Chesterfield game is going to be arranged now I don't know where they're going to fit that in um because I was looking on the fixtures and it said even the Yeovil game's been postponed which was in January looking at the fixtures oh I hadn't that- seen that yeah, that was just on um it was just on the list of fixtures about oh, was that an FA Cup date? It might have been. Yeah, maybe it was Coventry. yeah, it might, might have be been the Coventry the game. game. Yeah. yeah, so that's so that'll be that's obviously been moved now. So, you know, you, you you're already there, you've got two games that you're gonna have to like fit in somewhere, aren't you? Yeah. And, well, and, then, and, and two and counting, because obviously, you know, if if Saturday is cancelled then that takes priority, and so the Bromley yeah. game has to be bumped. So there's another one potentially, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. So the games are like adding up now, aren't they? Parky said in the paper today in the leader, he said we're going to do everything to get it on. I think he, I genuinely, I don't think he'll care. I think he just wants to get it on, get it out of the way, um, yeah, put, go out to a last minute spectacular winner, so that you don't feel too bad about losing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get, no injuries, no suspensions, and everybody can have a rest. Um, you know. Yeah, but it's it's a win-win, isn't it? Because if he plays, you know, reserve team, century or lads who need minutes, and we lose, then it's like, well, you know, lads, it's a mixed match of a team, isn't it? Lads are getting the fitness, um, and then if we win, great. Then it's another game for those lads as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, so I got my tickets. If it's on, I'm going. Um, we'll go regardless, even though I say I'm not bothered. Um, we'll still go. But yeah, um, yeah. you know it. It will be. It will be. It'll be interesting. We get if our team like that goes out and beats Scunthorpe, then I'd be pulling my hair out if I was a Scunthorpe fan. I mean, I don't know what they do. Will they rest players? What would you do if you were them? Because you like again, you'd be like not yeah. interested. We just got to get out of this being last spot. Yeah, I suppose maybe like it's a couple of ways you can see it, can't you? Maybe they'll see it a way as they might know that we're going to rest players. So they're thinking, right, let's get the confidence up a little bit, even though yeah. right, let's play our full team. Yeah. And if they beat and if they beat us, even though obviously it's like, you know, the players that haven't had much minutes, just having that confidence of winning again might just propel them into the league. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. I, I personally would think that they would play a decent team. But try and play play their way into some form. Yeah, I would think so. Do you know what I mean? Especially if they're not doing well in the league, they might think, right, a cup run might distract us from that or give us a bit of momentum going into the league games okay yeah yeah no, I, I can see that now you've said that yeah. I, can, I can see why they could potentially think like that yeah um, i would think they play a strong team personally okay well we'll uh we'll see i mean i because i think it'll be a mismatch of a team i've gone for a 2-0 win yeah because i don't think we'll have the fluidity potentially that you know if the first team uh, are out there you might be thinking four or five or more, yeah. but for me, I just you know, I even though I don't care about the result, I think we'll win 2 0. What were you, what, what was your gut feeling? Yeah, I don't think I think if I was going to say if Scunthorpe play a strong team, I don't think there'll be many goals in it. Yeah. I think it's gonna be like you said 2 0 or maybe 1 0 even, um, or potentially 2 1. I don't think there's going to be 
you know, it's not going to be three, four goals in this game, I don't think. Um, obviously, like you said, with the mixed match and, you know, the lads that aren't used to playing with each other either. So I would probably go like sort of 1-0, 2-1, that sort of scoreline, I think. I don't think there'll be many goals in it. Everyone listen to me. Someday we will be back in the football league. It's time for the dulcet tones of Mr. Neil Smith who goes under the guise of 1987 till present, who's performing a song written by his brother Adam Smith, which is called Someday. Someday is a song about Wrexham AFC, and you're, you're able to buy this song with profits going to Mind Charity. So if you go over to Bandcamp and look for 1987 till present, they're also on Twitter as 1987 till present. You'll find uh, Neil Manning the, Manning the site there, so here's their brilliant song, Someday, to play us out. There ain't no horses running around the Kairos anymore But that's been a football club here since 1864 Trying to do the town a city proud Laying under the massive floodlights Of the racecourse ground Come rain or shine You'll hear our cries Hold Telling everyone who listen to me 
Back in the football league. 